In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you stories from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to this series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact, globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations, what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and also about business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you happen to miss us live, don't worry about it because we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and almost every podcast platform out there. And I invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go to my website on leadershipbeyondborders.net. And when you send me a mail, let me know what kind of subjects you'd like to hear on this show. But whatever, don't forget to listen to us. If you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful either for your business or yourself. Now, on to today's episode. Now, over the last months, I mean, we've encountered a few hard months where businesses were really focused more on survival than growth. But now things are starting to get back to normal. And many companies have plans to grow their businesses, increase sales and profits. And there's lots of ways they can do that. Some growth strategies include market penetration, market development, product development, diversification, and even acquisitions. But all of these strategies require a full understanding of how your business is currently performing. Evaluation can help you identify the right strategy, but a growth strategy involves more than simply envisioning long-term success. And if you don't have a tangible plan, an approach method then your chances of success diminish. And today we're going to talk about a method that will help you increase your chances of being successful, a method that not only works for existing businesses, but also for startups. And our guest today is Simon Severino, and he is the CEO of Strategy Sprints, Europe's leading remote growth advisory. His global team of certified strategy sprint coaches 
do only one thing. They help companies double the revenue of service-based businesses in 90 days. He has given over 200 keynotes and has been interviewed on over 100 podcasts. For 17 years, he has been implementing growth strategies with CEOs from San Francisco to Hong Kong. Simon teaches growth strategy in select business schools, and he hosts the Strategy Show podcast. His belief is that speed and accountability are key to survive this crisis and win massive market shares. His method includes speeding up go-to-markets with sprints, sprints that propel teams forward with strategic focus and reliable execution. So, Simon, welcome to the show. So cool to be here, Kim. Uh, it's so great. Uh, so um, let's just let's just start kind of uh, on a high level and talk about strategy. I mean, sometimes when people hear the word strategy, it makes them shiver. Okay, even though you can't accomplish anything without a strategy. Um, so you know, why do people get so uptight about strategy, and and what are the biggest challenges when you start to think about strategic growth? Yes, we have made it so complicated, and I was part of the problem. I am teaching strategies in 17 years in business schools, and we always had it very complicated and very numeric. My current definition is so simple. My current definition of strategy is, imagine you are swimming, and most of the time when you're swimming, you're looking down. That's the operations. You are in the business. Now, from time to time, You need to check where you are swimming, how fast you are, what's going on around you. This is the moment where you pull your head out of the water and you check what's around me, where am I swimming to, is my timing appropriate, and is the direction still the right direction. This moment is what I call strategy. That's that's a great analogy. I love that. I, I I've uh, that's really super. I'm going to use that. So I'm going to steal that from you when yeah. somebody asks me what strategy is. Um. So I mean, it, you know, when you're when you're pulling your head out of the water in 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 a strategy, um, are there certain steps that you can take to make sure you have a a solid strategy? Okay. Um, staying on the subject of strategy as a global. Now, what are some of the steps to make sure you have a solid strategy? Absolutely. So right now in Funky 2020, the first advice is, well, do pull your head out of the water first. So do not make the mistake that probably many of us are doing of just working harder, harder, harder. That This is not how you will get out of this year because... If you just do more, the probability is high that you are doing the wrong thing. So you need to step out for a bit, not too long. Like when you're swimming, you you don't you don't you don't stop for two weeks of analysis, right? You just but you check where am I? Am is the direction still the right direction? Are there any sharks? Let's continue. So, in a short but disciplined way and this is what we do with our sprint coaches, you need to check your surrounding. And the most important question is right now in Funky 2020, what do people really need? And what is my superpower? What can we contribute to that need right now? And one important thing to ask is, are we still relevant? Is our offering still relevant? And then are we delivering it the right way? I think these two questions are the right thing to do right now. 
And that kind of leads to, um, you know, are we delivering the right way? Is it still relevant? That's um, about clarity and focus also when developing a strategy. How, how important is clarity and focus? The first thing is to understand what is needed out there from the people who you seek to serve. And then clarity and focus is everything, is everything. So when we work, the sprint means limiting the time that you use to do something. So the first time limit is one chunk of work is seven days. Nothing is over seven days. So there are no big strategic plans. There are no milestones to reach. There are just seven days. So whatever you do, if it's important, you cut it down in seven days, you measure the outcome in seven days. It gets three KPIs and it gets measured after seven days. So focus and clarity is everything. In order to do that, of course, you need to prioritize. So for example, I am the CEO of a global business. I'm, I'm running a business in four continents, but I have only nine projects right now going on. And I never allow myself to have more than 10. 10 is the max limit. If I have more than 10 projects, I have lost it. <laughs> I need to reprioritize. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and, you know, it kind of goes to what we hear when people say, you know, I'm so busy, I'm doing so much activity, but there's really no focus, okay? So it's not about the activity, it is about the clarity and the focus. And um, another question on that. Because when, when I'm talking to companies a lot and they're talking about strategy, you know, the word brand always come up. So, we, you know, how do, where, where is the fit of brand? Because some people don't understand exactly what brand is and where that fits in a strategy. What, what, do you have some comments on that? We have a simple definition of that. So we always work on the short term and on the long term. Mm-hmm. On the long term... You need to do things that don't scale in order to build more trust and to reach people more, not just to reach more people, but to reach people more. So when we say brand, we mean every single interaction is brand building because either you connect more or you don't. Either you build up trust which is a long-term thing to build up, or you don't. But it's in every day. So when you pick up the phone, when you come prepared to the meeting or not prepared, when you come uh, punctual or not punctual, this is every moment that either contributes to your brand connecting more or not. And it's a long-term play so you are losing money there, mm-hmm. but it is important, and this is why you need a vision and the core values. That's the whole long-term thing that you need. A vision in three years, very clearly stated. Where are you in three years? It's like a movie. It's a six pages that our clients need to write down, and it's like a movie. This is where we are in three years. This is why it matters. This is how the people feel who work with us. This is how they feel when they go home to their families and to their friends and talk about what they experienced with us. So that's the vision. And then everything you do is part of long-term brand building. Mm-hmm. And when, when you're doing this, um, 
going through this exercise, what what considerations do you have to make when when you're looking at this long term vision or and and you know what the brand is going to be fit, fit with this and how it fits with the strategy. We, we walk our clients through a, a checklist of 24 questions. And one is, what do you want to be in the world through your offering? How does it change the moment of the person you seek to serve? Who is involved? How do they behave? How do they relate who else is there? Why is this important? Who would miss it if your offering was gone? It's a set of questions like this, simple questions, but um, questions around the essence of what you want to bring into this world via your corporation. And the rest then really, really is is just an operationalization of that. You just mm-hmm. break down what you have there. And, and I can imagine that, 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 I mean, that's a really good exercise because, you know, I mean, how many times, um, Simon, have we seen companies or startups, you know, uh, launch a new product um, or, or a new service that really ha- they haven't thought about, you know, who that's going to serve or, you know, um, how's that going, product or service going to to make somebody's life easier, okay, or better? You know, um, so I, I think that that's really great. I mean, do you have that sometimes when you're sitting down with clients and talking to them? Um, do you see, you know, that when you start to work them, they might not have uh, such clarification, and then at the end of the process, they do. Yes, we do it all the time. Mm. So we did it for ourselves in March because the world changed in right. March for us and for many people. So we had to question ourselves, are we are, are we still having the right people in mind? Are we serving these people through our offering? Because right now their world has changed. Is mm-hmm. our offering still serving them or not? And guess what? It was not because Ooh. their world was completely different. So we had to right. adapt our offering based to the, to our, we call it the avatar, based to the people we seek to serve. Yep. And this is an exercise we do regularly with all our clients. Mm-hmm. And I, I can imagine in March, it was probably, probably everybody should have sat down and done that. Um, but we're going we're gonna to take a short break now. And when we come back, I want to I wanna really dive into the concept and the method that you have developed, the sprint method. And, and tell our audience a little bit about that and, and how that works. And for our audience, we are talking with Simon Severino, and he is the CEO of Strategy Sprints, Europe's leading remote growth advisory, and his global team of certified strategy sprint coaches do only one thing. They help companies double the revenue of service-based businesses in 90 days. Now, Simon also teaches growth strategy in select business schools in Europe, and he hosts the Strategy Show podcast. And you can connect with him on www.strategysprints.com. And he is on LinkedIn under Simon Severino, and that's S-E-V-E-R-I-N-O. And also... They have an Instagram page, and you can go to Strategy Sprints on Instagram. 
And I'm Kimberly Lewis, uh, your host. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda conducts virtual and live training, conferences, radio programs, podcasts, market research, and white papers. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's Business Channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about growth strategies. And we're talking with Simon Severino, and he's the CEO of Strategy Sprints, Europe's leading remote growth strategy advisory. And before the break, we kind of just took a look at strategy and brand from a high level, okay? Um, because it, it all starts with, you know, trying to develop a strategy and, and uh, get a brand out there. Um, but then, then when you start to grow your company, and, and Simon, I have, a, you know, a question for you. Every business really wants to grow, and, you know, businesses surely would want to double their revenue, but only a small percentage manage that. And why is that? I was working today with a really smart executive team. They are growing a lot, but they are their own bottleneck. And this is how most companies operate. They love what they do. They do it better. They do it better. More people come in. They want to do it with them. It becomes a team. But they never let go of being the product builder and becoming the business builder. So most people stay at growth, but they never go at scaling. That's why they have a natural limit. And that's why they don't feel... Uh, the vibe anymore that was there at the beginning and work becomes boring and uh, mechanical and ritualized and it doesn't give them anymore 
the the energy and the inspiration. So they get stuck into the machine that they built. And and this is something that happens right now. And then came COVID. And since March, I see two things happening. The, the online businesses, they are quadrupling. The not ready for online businesses, they are basically dying right now. And most of them won't survive 2020. So this is what I observe right now. And and that's interesting. I mean, I think um, we see that a lot. And 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 these ones that are di- um, dying, just to stay on that for a minute before we move into your method, um, and they weren't ready for uh, online. Do you think that that's uh, the lack of vision you were talking about? When, when we, in the first segment you talked about, you have to have vision and call core value. And is it because they got product stuck instead of business stuck? They could kind of get stuck on their product and didn't have the vision to see, you know, what the future would look like? I think it's a lack of execution because mm-hmm. everybody sees, since the internet, everybody sees what's going on. Yeah. You just have to ask your kids, mm. <laughs> not even yeah. ask them, just, just see what they are doing with their hands. So everybody knows that the internet is here, but many have told themselves and have told the world that they are digitizing and they were not doing it. Yes. Yeah. And they pay the price now. And I mean, when you think about that, you think about some industries, uh, um, like newspapers or directories or things like that who really didn't develop the business model even they tried to digitalize okay um, but let's talk about your system now you 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 have developed a system that helps businesses gain market share in sprints um, first how did you come up with this so I was missing it myself I, I was mm-hmm. coaching CEOs uh, around the world and I was flying there uh, and doing workshops. And these workshops were long and boring. <laughs> and I said, how is it possible? There are so so beautiful methods out there on the product level, like design thinking, Scrum, the Lean Startup. And I was really inspired by these methods. And it was missing for the executive level. There is no such thing for the CEO. The CEO gets the most boring methods, which are basically workshops and meetings, the most boring and the most ineffective tools for the one person who is in charge of everything. How is that possible? And so I said, let's study these methods and develop something that works for the CEO. And this is what we built. So we took everything that works in Lean Startup, in Design Thinking, et cetera, in Scrum. Inspired by that, we brought it to the context of the CEO, who has not product responsibility, but growth responsibility. And we applied it there. And uh, we, we did try it and validate it over 15 years. And then the last, the last three years, I just built the last details. Then I certified a number of strategy sprint coaches in that method, and now they are helping people right now navigating Funky 2020. 
Mm-hmm. So um, that that's a, you know you're right, and um, being a, a former CEO myself, uh, sitting in some of those meetings, it was really difficult. <laughs> okay, you know, so <laughs> I mean, this is great. So let's uh, talk to us about you know what is Sprint, and and you know, does it have stages? How is it made up? Can you tell us a little bit about it? The method. Yeah. So yeah, we we work in cycles of ninety days because we want to have 12 sprints of seven days. So whatever we need to do, we slice the elephant. We have usually big goals like doubling the revenue or uh, winning over a new market or introducing a new product to an existing market. So it's one big goal, but we break it down into three goals that we can achieve in 90 days and 12 Sprints. Every sprint measures the three main metrics. So these three goals, every goal gets a number. There is usually a revenue-related number, a customer satisfaction-related number, and uh, the third number the CEO can pick and choose. But we need revenue, we need client satisfaction, and, and then a third one depending on their context. With these three numbers, they get measured every seven days. So when we come together, the meeting is not blah, blah, blah. I think we should do blah, blah, blah. The meeting is, okay, let's see the numbers. Tum, tum, tum. All right. Why is this not up? Let's discuss this. And now we build assumptions. And these assumptions will be validated because they are X, Y, Z hypothesis. So they are numerical assumptions. And we go with them. And now we measure them for the next seven days. Now this meeting is short. It's 45 minutes. And it's hot. People love it because you it's, it's like angry birds. You shoot the bird and then it says 500 points. Then you shoot the next bird. It says 800 points. How do you feel? <laughs> Great. <laughs> exactly. And you want to go for 900. Right, so exactly, this is a yeah. completely new executive yeah. meeting. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel boring. It, people are super energized. People want to join that meeting. Hey, can I be part of that meeting? Because there are three numbers. They are attractive. They are appealing. They feel cool. They feel like a, a football team coming together, winning and wanting to win again. So this is the energy that I wanted to have there. And it was by design, by reducing the number of KPIs, by visualizing the way that these KPIs are discussed, and by limiting the non-effective discussion points and delegate them out of there. And I mean, that sounds great. It sounds so logical um, because, you know, what it, the bottom line is it's about revenue. It's about customers being happy, you know, and then maybe you have, you know, if you have one goal because of a specific, you know, uh, company, then it's three simple things to focus on. And um, I think sometimes we just we just get ourselves so distracted with other issues that focusing on this uh, is a great way to do it. But talk to us a little about the 12 sprints. So, I mean, um, are there different ones harder than other ones? I mean, uh, how are those set up? So the first sprint is freeing up the CEO from the weeds. They are usually too much in the business. So we 
We pull them out of the business. That's crazy. Uh, that's no. the first week. They, yeah, it's like firing them. We 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 look at the machine, and the machine needs to run without the CEO. Otherwise, right. it's not a good machine. You know, right. when a president uh, is not measured by what his results are during the time he governs, but I would measure a president of a country by the systems that his team created and that will make sure that also the next government is effective and the next and the next. So it's what systems they build, Mm -hmm. systems of accountability, systems of a great performance culture, etc. It's not about what are your ratings right now. Mm -hmm. It's about what are you creating that ensures adaptivity to change and a long longevity and health on the long run of the whole system of the people implied. This this is why we pull them out of the weeds Mm -hmm. in the first week and say, okay, big picture, we look at the main components of your business, the 11 main components, vision, strategy, execution, offering, sales, marketing, but it's always working on form, fit, and function of these systems. Yeah. The rest is done by MDs, by country managers, by business unit directors. It's not your thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, so we so pull one, them out of the weeds. Yeah. And then what happens next? <laughs> Se- second week, refining the vision. Why do we do it? Who is it for? And do we really see them right now with what they need right now? Or are we just doing stuff that other uh, shareholders, stakeholders want and need, but we are not focusing on the people who we seek to serve. And from there, every week is different with every client. There is not one system that works for everybody. But the next 11 weeks will measure always on these three numbers derived from their three goals. And so we bring in now their team, one person from operations, one person from marketing, one person from sales. And now we bring them in. And this is the sprint team. So three goals for these seven days. We go out there, we build numerical hypotheses that will be tested five times. And then in seven days, we measure which one works. The one which works will be doubled down on in the next week, gets more budget, gets more attention, gets more people. Mm -hmm. Everything that doesn't work, we don't repeat. Okay. I mean, it sounds sounds so logical um, when, when we start to talk about it, but we also know in reality that you know so many companies don't use such a logical implementation to try to get there um but i had a question about this so this is this is for existing companies can you you could use this with startups also because startups are sometimes the ones who really you know they they focus on the product or service and then um they kind of get distracted So, so could you use this method in a startup company also Absolutely. So we have put together also a complete guide on what we call product market fit. So the first thing you need to do when you build from scratch, when you have a startup, is to validate the offer. So first, product validation and then market validation. Market validation means people buy from you, they say it's great, they tell their friends, and they ask you, hey, do you have more? When you have these things in place every seven days, in, in a serious, solid volume, now you have a validated offer. This is technically called product market fit. Yep. And when you have market fit, 
now you can start sprinting. Before, you just have to talk to 15 customers per day. That's it. Mm -hmm. Talk to 15 users, make them happy. When they want more and they bring their friends, you are validated. When you are validated, it's time to sprint. Okay. Um, we're going to take a short um, break, Simon. So, and this is fascinating. I, I, I really like this method. And when we come back, I want to I talk a little bit about um, when you start getting into this method, you know, what are some of the opportunities and challenges that you may face? Okay. Because, you know, um, everything doesn't always go smoothly and sometimes things get a little bit unexpected and kind of what your experience is with that. And for our guests, we are talking to Simon Severino, and he's the CEO of Strategy Sprints, Europe's leading remote growth advisory. And his global team of certified strategy sprint coaches do only one thing, and they help businesses increase their revenue, and they do that in 90 days. And we've just been talking about those 90-day sprints. Now, Simon also teaches growth strategy in select business schools. He hosts the Strategy Show podcast. Now, if you'd like to connect with Simon, you can go to his website on www.strategysprints.com. Simon is also on LinkedIn under Simon Severino. And also, they have an Instagram page on Strategy Sprints. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's largest growing nonprofit digital association. If you would like to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we are going to take a short break now and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, Small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Do you see a path to exciting opportunities? Are you missing transformation situations in your world? Tune into Get to the Future on Time. Do differently tomorrow. Hosted by Jay Allen. We will challenge you to question what is seen as impossible to do in your field. But if done, would be transformative to understand that the burden of regret is greater than the risk of leading. Listen every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. 
on Voice America's Business Channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about growth and strategy. And we are talking with Simon Severino, and he is the CEO of Strategy Sprints Europe's uh, leading remote growth advisory. And he leads a team of certified strategy sprint coaches that help businesses increase revenue within 90 days. Now, before the break, we were, we were talking about the the sprints behind the 90 days. Now I understand it, okay? Um, and it's, it's so great and so logical. And, uh, you know, one thing, Simon, that I've seen with a lot of businesses, um, and you have this in seven-day sprints, okay? But within that seven days, how important is speed in this whole thing? I mean, where does speed come in? Obviously, you've, you've, you've put speed in it with 90 days. But when you're actually in working with that, how important speed is speed? You know, speed alone is of no use. First, you need the right direction. And then you can start building momentum. So... At the beginning of the week, we always find the so-called critical path. What's the 20% that if we get that right, if we solve that bottleneck, it will increase the overall output by 80%. And that's what we call the critical path. And this is an important analysis to do. And this slows down first. But when you get that right, Now you increase the momentum and now we limit the time that people build because we wanted to go out there pre-ready so that we can get the numbers as soon as possible because we need to validate or invalidate every assumption that we have. So it might, we we always love our ideas and we always love our products and features, (laughs) but maybe that market, let's say it's Colombia, will tell us, I don't need this feature. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's great for Guatemala, but I am Colombia. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. So we need, this, we need this feedback loop as soon as possible. That's, what, that's the part that we sprint up. The market will tell us the answer very, very quickly. We don't do months of market research. We do market research in three hours, and we want the numbers. Wow. Okay. Um, so, so you get that feedback loop. And you, t- you said something about bottlenecks, okay? Um, you know, I mean, in every process, you know, or every company, we do have bottlenecks. I mean, h- how do you identify those first? This is so important. And there is a great book about that. It's called The Goal. It is written like a novel, but it's really for, for CEOs. And uh, it is full of examples of how this works. Of The bottleneck is in every process. So whatever you are creating, whatever you are producing, whatever you are selling, there is 20% that if you solve that, it will increase the overall output by 80%. And this is a very simple rule, but effective. And as always, the simple things are the one that we overlook. Mm -hmm. We make it complicated. But if you find your 20%, and I have even shared my own checklist, it's on our website, so everybody can do a 15 minutes bottleneck analysis. It's on strategysprints.com slash sales, and everybody can do a bottleneck analysis for right now for the whole go-to-market part 
of his business because in Funky 2020, this is the most, most important thing to get right. And, and once, um, yeah, just a, a, a question with that too. So once, uh, you know, a co- uh, kind of piggybacking on that. So, so you identify it, then, then what's the best way to handle those? Okay. Do you have an approach that's the best way to handle the bottlenecks? Yes. The first is focus on that one for the next 70 days and do nothing else. So the whole team works on one problem. And the problem is solving this bottleneck. Everybody aligned. We do a daily huddle. So every day for 10 minutes, everybody tells their number one priority in solving that bottleneck. Without discussion, everybody says, I'm, I'm going to do this to solve that bottleneck. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. One round, 10 minutes. And so everybody knows all the time what everybody is doing and how the things build up and what we want to solve this week. That's the first difference to traditional management. So you don't have 17 high priority projects and 23 additional projects. You have one problem to solve as a team. That's it. That makes sense. And and when when you talked about the priority, so, you, so the team has that priority, the team is gonna solve that bottleneck um, before they move on. Now, how within these sprints, within these seven days, how do you prioritize and how important is prioritization? Yeah, so the bottleneck analysis, this 15 minutes questionnaire, this is the prioritization because now you Mm -hmm. find the main problem. You always have many problems to solve. You have marketing problems to solve, sales problems to solve, operations problems to solve, people problems to solve. There are always problems. It's... It's in the nature of things. But some problems, if you solve them, you will move the whole thing more forwards. And this is the theory of constraints that I use, Mm -hmm. says the weakest part of the whole value chain is the one that you need to solve first. So you go through your marketing system, your sales system, and your fulfillment, and say, okay, what happens if we solve this one? Mm-hmm. A typical situation is most people, when they start working with us, okay, to double my revenue, I need more leads. That's a typical thing that mm-hmm. people right now yeah. think is their bottleneck. Then they do the 15 minutes analysis and they see, oh, that's not my bottleneck because I have a leaky bucket. If you put in more water in this bucket, it won't get better because we are losing water. So if you get 10 times more people who want to buy from you, which part of your business is going to break? Mm -hmm. This is one of the 15 questions. And when you ask that, you know, oh, if I take on 10 more clients, I cannot even make them happy because the onboarding process is not solid enough because it's not clear who is doing what, because we don't have one area with one accountability from end to end, but we have three committees and they have to discuss together and uh, and that's how they lose time. And by the time they solve it, the client is is very dissatisfied. Yeah. And, and uh, this is funny because I think there's probably a lot of listeners out there that can relate to this so easily. <laughs> um, but in this, in this prioritization, in this sprint, Simon, 
So how important is it for, you know, the team um, to, you know, celebrate or feel a sense of accomplishment at the end of each sprint? You used before, you asked me, how would you feel from going from 700 to 900? I said, great, okay. So how important is this um, to connect the team to really celebrate those ends of those sprints? So the reason why we work is not so much the salary, is not so much some techniques or features or tools or whatever. The reasons are we like to feel that we have impact. We like to be connected to something meaningful and to people we like, and we like to have a playful atmosphere. So if you put these things together and your spontaneous reaction before you said, oh yeah, this is what people like. They like to have an impact and to see that this impact is appreciated by others and they want to feel it. So the best way to kill the motivation of a team is to give them a goal for three months and then to talk with them once a month about the progress. That's the best way to kill every project. Because yeah, that, if so, if you if you talk to me in one <laughs> month, I don't even know what what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, you probably forget what it was in the first place. Oh, exactly. no, I I think that makes a really lot of sense. Um, but I, I want to I'm come back to a question that was on my mind when you're talking about the teams and you're talking about you know trying to feel that sense of accomplishment. Um, coming back to the CEO, how difficult is it sometimes to get the CEO freed from the weeds? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, there's some CEOs that don't want to do that. You know, I, do, do, you, do you find that sometimes you kind of have to convince them that this is the better way? Yes, you, you, have, to be, <laughs> you have to be a very good coach. Mm. And, and, and this is why you need a coach, actually. Yeah. Because, you know, every CEO knows what to do and they know... They know but by intuition and by experience, they know what to do. But when you are in the midst of it, every single product is your baby. Every employee is your darling, etc. So you, you are too much in love with what you do. You are in the midst of it. So by definition, you need somebody from the outside. And the sprint coach just sees the numbers and the numbers talk for themselves. So... When they say, yeah, I, I, just have, I just have five big priorities that I'm working on. But then the sprint coach sees the timesheet and says, oh, yeah, and that costs you 11 hours per day, five priorities. So l- let's, have, let's have a deeper conversation on what is in there in these 11 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And what we find is that we usually, we find 10 to 14 hours per week of every CEO where they are doing non-leverage tasks. And by leverage tasks, we mean the main job of the CEO is vision, strategy, and communication. That's it. That's right. So we're getting towards the end of a show, um, Simon, and this has been really fascinating. And I, we have, you know, we have a lot of um, executives that listen to this show and we have managers. um, And if you had to, to, to wrap everything up and say, you know, one message as, you know, um, as Europe's, you know, leading remote growth adv- strategist um, advisory, 
what would be the message you'd, you'd give to our audience? Go through the list of projects that you have right now, cut that list in half, and then cut that list in half again. Right now, go to everything that's on your plate, cut that in half, and then cut it in half again. Do only the things that really move your vision forward and that are most relevant right now. Try that for one week. And if you need help, go to strategiesprints.com slash sales. In 15 minutes, you will know which one of these to pick. Mm-hmm. Great, great advice. Okay, thank you so much um, for being with us today. And for our listeners, we have been talking, That's that was Simon Severino, and he is the CEO of Strategy Sprints. And Strategy Sprints is Europe's leading remote growth advisory. And his global team of certified Strategy Sprint coaches, they do one thing. They help you increase revenue, and they help it to do that in 90 days. And we talked about the method the sprint method of 90 days, and it was absolutely fascinating. Now, Simon gives keynotes around the world, and he also teaches at select business schools. If you'd like to connect to Simon, please go to www.strategysprints.com. And he's also on LinkedIn, so go to Simon Severino, and that's S-E-V-E-R-I-N-O on LinkedIn. And they also have an Instagram page. So you can go to Instagram under Strategy Sprints. And you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And if you have questions or comments, please send those to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now, this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search association. And Cinda conducts virtual and live training conferences, internet radio shows, podcasts, market research, and white papers. And please go to www.cinda.org to learn more about Cinda. This is also brought to you by this show, by Leadership uh, Beyond Borders, is part of Global Business Therapy, SRO. And Global Business Therapy focuses on coaching and They have the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, which specializes in diversity and C-level development for women. If you'd like to learn more about them, go to www.globalbusinesstherapy.com. And Simon, thank you again for being with us and taking the time today. It was such a um, pleasure. Yes, it was a pleasure for me, too. And for our listeners, please don't forget, we're at 3 p.m. every Tuesday Pacific time. And if you just can't listen to us live, then go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any major podcast platform, and you will find Leadership Beyond Borders. And with that, thank you for listening. And until next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.